0: Hey Moonies, welcome to the Sailor Moon Fan Club podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson, and I'm here with Brittany N. Williams. She is a Shakespeare nerd, host of Issa Flop, actor, writer for Black Nerd Problems, and a writer for the upcoming Star Wars anthology, From a Certain Point of View, The Empire Strikes Back. I'm super excited to talk about all things Sailor Moon and all things Star Wars and all things other things <laughs> with Brittany.
1: <laughs> hey, Brittany. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Uh, Hi. I'm so happy to be among my, my Sailor Moon uh, sister and brethren, siblings, everything. Yes.
0: I've been um a new word I've kind of come up with that may, people may see more coming in the future is senshi-hood. Yes. Yes. Senshi-hood. <laughs> yes. c- yeah.
1: <laughs> my people, my people. Right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so to bring me, bring us back. I usually like to ask, um, everyone, like, what's your first memory of watching Sailor Moon?
1: Um, yeah, so my first, first memory is, um, I remember I woke up randomly at, like, 5.36 o'clock one morning when I was a kid, and I remember seeing, like, the opening theme for the old Deke dub, and I was like, what is this? Um, and I remember, like, being little and being not quite into it, but then when they started running it again on, um, Cartoon Network and Toonami I was like oh yeah no this is my shit this is it Mm -hmm. I I don't need anything else this is it um and also (laughs) uh Sailor Moon is how I met my best friend in high school um (laughs) I had a no I had a um uh I had a hard time making new friends in high school and I remember in gym our first like module was gymnastics And um, my friend Kate, she did a whole gymnastics routine to a song from Sailor Moon. And so afterwards I was like, um, hi, sorry, excuse me. So do you like Sailor Moon too? And she was like, oh my God, I love Sailor Moon. And then that was it. It was, we were best friends from then. So yeah. Oh my
0: God. (laughs) That's so awesome. First off. I wish I was there to see that gymnastics. <laughs> right? That sounds awesome. It was good. I was
1: like, wait a minute, that's Sailor Moon. I was like, do they know that this is Sailor Moon? Like, mm-hmm. what?
0: Oh, it was oh, so man. good. I love that. And you guys are friends even till this day, like. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, we are. We're not as um, close as we were in high school, but yeah, we're still we're still friends.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. Oh, I love that. I feel like Sailor Moon brings that. I've had that conversation too. Like, are you a Sailor Moon fan? Or people mm-hmm. have come up to me like. So I used to wear um on certain days. Like we had like wacky tacky day. Um. and I had a um Sailor Moon book bag that would work. Yes. It was like really bright and colorful. And it was clearly like a kid's book bag. So like it, it was the only mayor. day I felt like it doesn't. It doesn't. But it was the only way I felt it was the only day I felt comfortable wearing it. Mm-hmm. Um and at least in high school. Yeah. And uh yeah, and people come up and be like, Are you a Sailor Moon fan? I'd be like, Yeah. Are you right. a Sailor Moon fan? <laughs> <laughs> I did have it on. My, I did have Sailor Moon on my binder though every day.
1: Right. Oh man, it was yeah. so interesting too. Because like, well, when I was in high school in '99 uh, to 2003, mm-hmm. um, it was harder to find like Sailor Moon stuff. So like, you would have, like they had it at like Sam Goody and Suncoast, right. and you had to spend all this money. I spent so much money. Like, I used to buy the old um, Sailor Moon single floppy issues instead of the Bond issues. Like. <laughs> what like
0: yeah yeah
1: so (laughs) and it was also interesting to go from like so growing up um my cousins and i we all watched like anime we watched like ronin warriors we watched sailor moon together we watched Toonami together um and then kind of into uh late middle school and high school i ran into people who were like that's those are cartoons those aren't cool i was like wait what According to whom? Right, like what? Who said that? Where they said that? <laughs> so, it's nice to see like, uh, anime getting its proper respect
0: now. Yeah, I completely yes. agree. Yeah, I think I it kind of happened for me that way too, where it's like, oh, this is this thing I'm really into, and then later on there was someone who was like, oh, that's not cool. That's not a thing. Mm -hmm. um it's really it was like two people but
1: right honestly that's (laughs) all it takes is like two people to really clown you and like play your life and you're like wait am i wrong
0: right i was like this is is fun though i like this though right i'm like you tripping this is this is fine
1: (laughs) (laughs) and you know it's like in high school your your identity is so um fragile at that time because you're really you're just starting to like be a real individual, learn who you are, like try, you feel like you're about to become like an adult who's supposed to know things, but you don't know that like adults don't know things. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So it's, there's so, it takes so little to just shake up your whole worldview in good and bad ways. So, right, you know, we just got to look back at our younger selves and be like, it's
0: okay, boo, I'm holding on to the dream for us now. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy that it didn't, lead either of us you know away Mm -hmm. from it
1: i know me too because we're here now yeah yes (laughs) (laughs) i did have some um some friends my theater friends in high school they were totally not into anime at all like now they still i'm like i'm in a star wars anthology and they're like oh what what is that but they were so supportive like we Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i would get all dressed up to go to the like local anime convention to go to otakon in baltimore and they'd be like we don't know what you're doing we don't know what that's all about, but good for you. We support you. Need right. a ride? We'll drop you off. Like, and I, I appreciated that.
0: Yeah, those are the kind of friends you need in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me in this Sailor Moon podcast. Because oh. some of my friends are not into anime. They're like, I don't know what this is, but I'll share it on my Instagram. <laughs> I'm like,
1: thank you. Yeah, see, that's good. That's friendship right there. Those are yeah. good friends. Right. Oh man. <laughs> like
0: oh, like I, I recognize hey, some thank of these things. You. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right. It's like That looks like my grandmother calls everything Sailor Moon, like every mm. single anime. She's like, is that that Sailor Moon thing? I'm like, no, it's Cardcaptor Sakura. What about that Sailor Moon thing? I'm like, no, that's Dragon Ball Z. What about that, that Sailor Moon stuff? <laughs> no, but I'm like, you know what, Grandma, that's okay. It's like Sailor Moon or
0: Pokemon, that's what it is. You know, I'm not mad at it. I'm right? not mad with Sailor Moon being the default. Right. <laughs> it's better than like- right. Put some respect on that name. Yeah absolutely yeah my mom every to the day she's like are you you still into sailor moon I'm like yeah it's like yep 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 Art 20 cool. years later i still yep. want something sailor moon related for christmas yes always always, <laughs> yes, and always. Forever. yeah <laughs> um did you have a favorite cinchy
1: yeah so i'm basic so sailor moon was my
0: favorite it's <laughs> cool i'm basic too she's my right? favorite also <laughs> I get it, <laughs>
1: but I just I loved how like I love the growth that she shows over mm-hmm. the entire series, um, and I love that she's this like, she's kind of lazy and she eats all the time and she has all these like stereotypical faults, but in at the end of the day, she always comes through for her friends. Um, she's like it's like for all of the negative stuff that people can say about her at the end, she's reliable. Um, She's not the smartest, but she's clever. Like she always figures out a way to get out of these situations that like, yeah, it's just, she's just great. She's, she's just wonderful. I just love her. And I'm like, you're like now I'm like, you're such like a precious little being. Like you were a child, you were 14. (laughs) What were you going through? So yeah, and also, like, she just had the coolest costumes next she to Sailor did. Saturn. Sailor Saturn was also awesome.
0: Yes. Um. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you on that. Like, she wasn't perfect, but she did her best.
1: Mm-hmm. And her
0: best was also really good. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. Because like, I, I, you know, I think it's really important to show people who are afraid, but also still rise to the occasion.
1: Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And especially because, you know, we she honestly had so much to be afraid of.
0: Yeah, and at 14, um, like you said. Right,
1: literal monsters, you're in middle school and you're mm-hmm. fighting like to save the world. Like, yes, that is plenty to be afraid of. Right. But it's nice to see someone um, constantly and repeatedly confront their fear and like feel, um, like be lazy and want to just sleep, but be like, okay, I still have to get up and get the job done. Like to see somebody overcome bad habits And just do so much good and accomplish so much. It's nice to see, like, that in a show and have that role model to look up to.
0: Yeah. And also, like, embrace, like, those, I don't know, I want to say embrace those things about yourself, but, like, Mm -hmm. it's okay to want to, like, sleep (laughs) sometimes. Like, maybe you are tired.
1: Right. Rest is good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: I like that we got to see all of those things Mm -hmm. in Sailor Moon and Usagi, Serena.
1: Yeah. I also like that she um, she was really good at making friends and making mm-hmm. other people feel um, loved and welcomed. Mm-hmm. And I I know I I feel like I always struggle to make like new friends because I'm shy in new groups of people. So it was also something aspirational to see this person who like everyone loved, and even if like she argued with her friends, at the end of the day, like everybody just would rally around her, and she just. Like, she was everyone's special person, and that's just so sweet.
0: Yeah, she literally was, like, the glue who held everyone together in a way. She was. Yeah, and she's just kind. And Mm -hmm. I think um, the other thing, like, one thing that comes up on this podcast a lot is, like, her being, like, this non-traditional leader, but her actually having, like, some leadership skills and, like, Mm -hmm. being able to, like, you know... Put, bring people together and, you know, right. be that glue for others and, like, being able to, like, not be humble enough to be, like, all right, you're actually stronger in that. Like, you take right. care of that. Right. Um, <laughs> I I'll be delegate. here.
1: I will delegate. I will be over here right. cheering you on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like, you need me. Okay, you need me to come in and close? All right, I'm going to come in and close. Right.
0: Like. <laughs> I'll be the closer.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> if nothing else, Sailor Moon is a closer. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Oh man, she's the best. We did, uh, what did we do? We did, what, a couple years ago we did like a final or a um, March Madness competition Mm -hmm. with like different fictional characters and my input was Eternal Sailor Moon. Mm -hmm. And so each week we would put them up for a vote on Twitter and see who got eliminated and I think I made it to like the final four. I still think she should have taken the whole thing, but I at least like... (laughs) I was going up against like Shuri and Storm and stuff. And oh, I'm like I wasn't gonna win, but yeah. still. And just for the record, for any I know everybody who's listening to this knows, but anybody who is like coming to this new to Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon is not white. She is not a white woman. She is a Japanese woman. Thank you very much. Don't let the blonde hair and blue eyes fool you.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> um that's awesome! Yeah, I feel like she she should have won too, right? Definitely. This is for black nerd problems. I'm yeah, saying. it was. Yeah. It was. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to go back and put a vote in, even though it probably won't count. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It'll, count in, it. It'll yeah. count in our hearts. Yeah. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you also are doing something super cool. Um, you wrote a story for the Star Wars anthology that I mentioned earlier. Yes. Um, from a certain point of view, the Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Got it right. <laughs>
1: it's look, it's a mouthful, so I. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy title to say. So. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I felt proud of myself. <laughs> but yeah, um, what can you say about your story, and how did it feel to kind of be a part of this anthology?
1: Um. So, uh, what I can say, so the story is called "Faith in an Old Friend," um, and it's from the point of view of uh, the. Droid L three three seven, um, folks from Star or Star Wars folks will know her from um, the movie Solo. She was uh, Lando's Lando Calrissian's co pilot droid, and everything. And she ultimately got uh, shot up, and they uploaded her into the like um, central computer of the Millennium Falcon. So she's in this computer with um, two other droid brains. So the story Faith in an Old Friend is kind of from the point of view of L3 and the two other droid brains who control the Millennium Falcon, uh, ED4 and V5T. So it's a little weird, um, but yeah, it's just a, it's what's going on inside inside the Falcon um, during the, the Empire Strikes Back movie. So I can't give away any plot points, but um, <laughs> it was, it was a good time, and I, I can't believe they let me write it. Um, because it's, I I was just kind of, I'd said it on a whim, like, Hey, I want to write L3slash the Millennium Falcon, and they were like, Okay, sure, that's a great idea. And it's like, Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it was, um, I'm still shocked that I it it's a real thing. Um, I haven't gotten my copy of the book yet, and I think for me, part of it won't feel real until I get my copy of the book. Um, mm-hmm. like they've put out an excerpt of the story, and they've like tweeted my name out on um like the on uh, social media and stuff, the official like Star Wars accounts, and um I'm doing an event, and I'm still like I don't know if this is real, like I don't know if this is <laughs> legit, like I may like. I might not be in the book for real. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see. When I get my hard copy, then maybe it'll really like sink in that this is an actual thing that's happening. Yeah. Um I know when my agent was like, hey, they want to know if you want to write a Star Wars story. Um, I don't know if I've ever replied to one of her emails as fast as I replied to that one and was like, yes, absolutely, let's do it. <laughs> I don't um, need any details. Right. <laughs> And then, um, but of course, because my agent, um, Allie Levick, she's amazing. She already had all the details and she was like, here's what you gotta do. And I was like, okay, great. Yes, yes. Tell them yes. <laughs> and then I think like 15 minutes later, I was like, hey, can you ask them if I can do L3 slash the Millennium Falcon? And, <laughs> and so she and she was like, yeah, they said that's a great idea. And I was like, great. And then they were like, I it eventually hit me that it's like, Brittany, do you know that you're about to write an entire short story about a bunch of characters that can't actually do anything because they exist inside a computer? I was like, oh! <laughs> yeah!
0: About that. All
1: right. <laughs> cool. But it, it ended up working out. It, mm-hmm. And my um, uh, our editors, Tom and Elizabeth, were really great. Elizabeth helped talk me through, like, story points. So I, I'm really proud of the... The final product. Um, there's an excerpt up on StarWars.com if you want to read it. Um, definitely buy the book. Uh, if you can't buy the book, request it from your local library. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a good time, and there's so many amazing writers in it. Um, there are what uh, like 39 other writers and mm-hmm. stories about everyone from like um, the Wampa to um to some Ugnats, to people from the empire some rebels uh the dude carrying a box who walks in between han and leia while they're arguing like the the random dude on cloud city who's carrying something that looks like an ice cream machine like everybody gets it everybody gets a story in this it's great it's fantastic
0: (laughs) it sounds great i'm really excited about it um And yeah, like I said, there's so many different writers, so many different stories, 40 short stories by 40 different authors. Like, Mm -hmm. it's such a cool idea. I'm really, really, really excited about it. And I will be getting a copy one way or another. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And since you are so knowledgeable of all things Star Wars, I (laughs) wanted to... uh... Here we go. Putting you on the spot. (laughs) I was hoping we could match... Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, and Yoda, and any other Star Wars characters you want. Right. Or okay. Yeah. L three three seven. Yeah. Um, with uh Senshi.
1: Yes. Okay. So obviously, uh, Yoda has to be Sailor Pluto. Like obviously, that's like interesting.
0: The... Yeah, I see yeah. it. I see it. I was like... thinking Mars for some reason. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I can. Mm. Well, Yoda doesn't have, like, that fiery Mars mm, energy. Yoda's kind of like, when we meet him in the original trilogy, he's he's being really cryptic. He's way older than everybody else. He's, like, 900 and something years old. True. Um, like, when Luke comes back in uh return of the jedi to ask him a bunch of questions yoda's like stop talking to me i'm about (laughs) to die and then he just dies and fades away kind of like sailor pluto is like i'm gonna hold this door open and then i'm gonna die so peace out y'all
0: i'm out (laughs) also not to be like reductive or but um green hair yep yoda's (laughs) green green green. Green green There you go. Yeah. No, that makes all the sense. Like the crypticness, the green Mm -hmm. hair, the like, uh, dying randomly when you really need them. (laughs) Like,
1: I need you. I'm sorry. I'm dead. Sorry. Super dead.
0: Right. Um, See you later. Right. And randomly coming back. Right. (laughs) I, I
1: remember they were like, wait, what? What are you doing here? Right. In this suit, like this suit is fly. But what? What did you get here? What? When did you get this suit, girl? What's She's like, on? oh, I just live here now. It's like, right. what? <laughs> i have been mo- here. Okay,
0: Duh.
1: cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sailor Moon gets so weird, and I love it so much. Oh yeah. Um, I think Mars would be Princess Leia. Mm, I think sense. she she has the skills and like Mars always had. Um, she has like the chops to be a leader. Um, maybe not the leader of this per- like of the, the Shenzi, but she has the chops to be a leader. That's why like everybody at her all girl school is like, Oh my God, we love you. Like you're the best. Like you need to be president of everything. Mm. Um, so that also, I feel like that aligns really well with Leia. Um, and yeah. And men, it feels like sometimes men underestimate her or maybe the movie just underestimates her and she mm-hmm. should be given more to do because she's awesome. True. Um and she's great with a blaster, which, mm. yeah, Mars, Mars is the sniper. The attack. Yeah, yeah, right. So there you go. Love it. Um. Oh goodness, Luke? Huh. Hmm. Yeah. I want to like. I don't. I feel like Luke would possibly be Sailor Moon, but like, at the same time, no, because he doesn't have like. He's not on her level. I'm sorry, Luke, but he, mm. you're not on her level. Like, maybe Ray could be Sailor Moon, but I don't know if Luke could be. Maybe,
0: maybe like a, a first episode Sailor Moon, right?
1: Maybe, <laughs> um, maybe chibi chibi
0: Moon. Maybe I can,
1: maybe see, that. I can see that. I can. That would make
0: sense with the whole Yoda thing, too. Yeah, Pluto. Yep,
1: yep. I could see that. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yep. Hmm.
1: <clears> hmm. <throat> Either that or um. Sailor Venus from that episode where she was pretending to be Sailor Moon. Oh. <laughs> so it's like you almost there, boo. You almost right. there.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so good.
1: And Luke, or he oh, could be Tuxedo
0: Connor. Mask.
1: He could be, but he actually does stuff. I would he actually put. I might <laughs> put Han as Tuxedo Mask because oh. Han, when Han gets captured and frozen in carbonite, and then gets everybody else captured when they try mm. to rescue him. <clears throat> from being frozen in carbonite, I think Han is yeah. tuxedo mask.
0: Classic tuxedo mask. You're mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I was gonna give him Jupiter, but you're right. He 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 did get caught that one time.
1: Yep, he did. He did, mm. and yeah. it was pretty substantial. It was pretty. It was pretty bad.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That was pretty awful. I don't know. I th- mm-hmm. Who would I give Jupiter to? Mm. Hmm.
1: You know what? I might. Hmm. I don't know, cause I want to do Lando, and I don't know who.
0: who. Oh, oh, that would be fun.
1: But yeah, I don't know if that
0: Lando might be a Venus actually.
1: Right, I think so. Yeah, yep. Lando's Venus. mm Hmm. Yep. Not as not as much of a closer as Venus, but yeah. Right. He he tries. He does. He does. Or, hmm. Maybe Lando would be, like, (laughs) one of the villains who, like, flips at the end. (laughs) Like, maybe one of the, like, the Amazon trio.
0: Right. Like, because
1: they flip to the good side at the end, but then, like,
0: nobody remembers
1: them. So nobody remembers that they turned good at the end. They're just like, oh, we don't like those guys. And, like, nobody (laughs) remembers that Lando, like... People forget to acknowledge that Lando blew up the second Death Star. They're like, "Oh, he betrayed them. We hate him." It's like, no, but he was good. He did yeah, did he did, he did, did that stuff. one thing right. <laughs> and they're like, "No, so I'll, I'll give I'll give Lando the uh, who, oh God uh, hmm." You know what? Lando can be all three. Lando is. I think he's y'all don't S- star wars fans don't like if i'm wrong don't don't come after me on twitter y'all but i'm pretty sure that it's confirmed that lando is pansexual so lando can mm. be all three of the amazon trio you know hawkeye not tigers and fisheye because he's like i will you know what i'm equal opportunity people that makes sense aliens droids i got you so there you go
0: you know, I'm not mad at it. It makes sense. It makes too much sense, honestly. Right?
1: Everybody's going to listen to this and be like, oh my God, what is she talking about? Like, I know. I know my facts. It's facts. No, it's going to be on the Wikipedia. Watch. It's canon now, honestly. Right? It's, canon. It's just, Somebody yes. tell Daniel Jose Older to make it canon.
0: Yes. I'll tweet him now. Yes. <laughs> By the way.
1: Right. You got to make this canon, please. Thank you.
0: Orlando is now... All of the Amazon trio from Sailor Moon.
1: Right. All yeah. three.
0: All three. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because it was like, <laughs> what, Hawkeye only liked older women? Or, mm-hmm. or was it Tiger's Eye? One of them only liked older women. The other one only liked younger women. And then Fish Eye only liked attractive men. So. I think you're right. I think it was Hawkeye liked older women. Tiger's Eye liked younger women or young women. And then I know for a fact Fish Eye liked attractive men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huh? That's good. That, I'm. I really. I did some thinking with that one. I made some <laughs> yeah. points. I'm proud of you. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> People always do way better at this than like. I'm like, wow, you guys really like take this seriously. This is right. awesome.
1: It is serious business. It's serious fandom is serious
0: business. Yes. Um. And how about since you know your your stories on L three
1: three seven, I feel like L337 is a combination of um, Luna and Artemis.
0: Mm, Makes sense.
1: Because it's like, I feel like Artemis has a bit of snark that Luna doesn't quite have. Mm -hmm. Um, But Luna has this like um, care and earnestness that Artemis maybe doesn't all the way have. I don't know. It's just like, I feel like it's both that L3 knows better than anybody else. She knows more than anybody else. She's she's all about droid liberation. Um and yeah, I think I think those two together. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Wait, you know what? I'm going to take that back. I'm going to take that back. Maybe hmm Neptune, Sailor Neptune. That's what I'm going to go for.
0: Yeah, she does have a mixture of snark and care. Mm -hmm. It's like really balanced, but like also really cool at the same time. Yes.
1: Yep. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. And like people try to fluster her and she's like, oh, okay. You think you're going to one up me? Nope. I got something for you. So yeah.
0: Flips hair. Yep.
1: (laughs) But also willing to... Dive on a bomb,
0: take a mm, bullet. True.
1: Like yeah. just YOLO her way into an early death. Like why not?
0: So So in that aspect, well, no, because Lando is totally not a sailor, Uranus. No, so, definitely Venus. Yeah, definitely Venus. Definitely Venus. Or all the Amazon trio. Right, right, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Okay. yeah. I was trying to like, oh, is there a connection there? But Yeah. No. Yeah. But L3 was one of my favorite characters and solo so i'm really really excited
1: she's one of my favorites too she's so good Mm -hmm. she's such a good (laughs) she's Mm -hmm. such a
0: good character she is and i love uh, phoebe waller bridge too Mm -hmm. who voiced her so
1: yeah well the fantastic Mm -hmm. thing that they did on that movie is that they um she was actually on set in like a partial like a green bodysuit, and then they put like parts of the l3 droid body on her So a lot of the scenes, the actors are really like performing off of what she's giving them and they let her improv a lot. So I think that that definitely added to L3's um, appeal and voice and snark and just greatness. Like it's Mm -hmm. just so, and I tried to like hear her voice as I was writing the story. Mm -hmm. Hopefully folks think think that I captured her voice well. I like to think that I did, but you know, I... I like to hike myself
0: up, so I you probably did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is really cool. Thank you for indulging me.
1: Mm, of course. <laughs> that was a fun that was fun. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Lando <laughs> did all three of the Amazon. <laughs> <my tree. laughs>
0: oh, it's so true. It's so true. It's it really is just Thanks. like Yeah. Probably wants to match Darth Vader with a villain, but I feel like anyone could fit. Like he's either oh, Queen yeah. Beryl or Galaxia. Like yeah, I just yeah, he's, work, he works either way.
1: He's like um, oh God, no, he's a wicked lady. Cause, or <laughs> yeah, because like just really emotional, just like working off of um, like this like jealousy and just.
0: Going back and like, forth, and yeah. like, oh, like, who am I? Identity. Yeah. Yeah. Being yeah, being weird
1: with a family member. Like, what's going mm-hmm. on with you?
0: Like, why are you like this? Good so, point. Good point. It. Yeah. And related to the main, yeah, no, that works. Mm-hmm. Wow, you're really good at this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have a lot of facts and story stuff rolling around in my brain. So, well, if you ever we've wondered, all been what in what is the this, house, right?
0: Yeah. What is this good for? It's good for this podcast specifically.
1: Right? We've all been in the house for so long. What more can mm-hmm. I do but let this stuff just
0: roll around? Yeah. <laughs> it's working. Um so, um on another note, I saw that you are a Shakespeare nerd. Yes. Um, what's your favorite shakespeare story um i love richard the third okay i have no i I don't know that one so (laughs) So
1: i'm about to get real nerdy on y'all sorry it's one of the history plays um it's the kind of completion of the um henry the sixth uh tetralogy so you have henry the sixth parts one two and three and then into richard the third Ooh. Um, and it's about uh king of England who, um, is just a evil, murderous bastard. He's just he's the character is fantastic, but the person is horrible. And like he, um, in the very in his opening monologue, he comes out and he's like, "Yeah, so the war we were fighting is over. Um, my older brother is king now, and he's bringing peace and." Everybody's happy, but I'm not because everybody thinks I'm ugly. So because they think that I'm ugly, um, I'm just going to be evil to everybody. So cool. We cool on that? Cool. Okay, let's go. Um, and then he like kills his brothers. He kills his nephews. Um, there's a scene where like he um, he meets up with the the old king. Um, who is it? King Henry VI, who he actually... No, yeah, he meets up with Henry the widow, and Richard is the one who killed Henry the Um, and he seduces her over the body of her father-in-law, who he also murdered. And like, <laughs> right? So it's like this. This thing is incredible. Like, it's like it's the audacity of this man. Um, and then it's like there's a there's this whole like, um, comedy scene that. Happens before these two assassins murder somebody. And like, one is like, Oh, I don't want to kill him while he's sleeping. And he's like, Why not? Let's just do it. And he's like, But he's sleeping. Like, that's not right. And he's like, Oh shit, now I don't <laughs> want to kill him while he's sleeping. And all this other, like, it's just, it's great. And I saw an amazing production of it that was set in like um, a slaughterhouse.
0: Mm, oh man. And I. That's- Creepy, but that's right? so cool.
1: Oh man! And like, I was on the edge of my seat the entire play, even though I knew exactly what was going to happen. So, yeah, Richard the Third lives rent
0: free in my head. That's awesome. So wait, is this based on? Because I know there's an actual Richard the Third. Yeah. So is so, this like his like a, a depiction of his actual life?
1: It is. It's kind of propaganda. Okay. He, it makes him worse than um, he actually was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's just because when Shakespeare wrote it, um, it was when Cl- when Queen Elizabeth was on the throne. Okay. And the guy who comes in at the end of the play and kills Richard III is Queen Elizabeth's grandfather. Mm. So it's like, oh, well, if you're going to write something for the queen, right. then
0: you want to make, wanna her, make, her, fam- right,
1: right, make mm-hmm. her family look good and make the opposition look extra bad.
0: Right, that makes
1: sense. Yeah. And, like, Shakespeare, when he was writing and performing, because he was a writer and an actor, um, he was... uh, He spent his entire career, actually, pretty close to the throne. Like, um, early career, his acting company was um, kind of um, sponsored by the Lord Chamberlain, who's the guy who was in charge of all of the entertainments at court. Hmm. And then after Queen Elizabeth died and King James I took over the throne, King James sponsored their company, so they became the king's men. And, yeah, so they constantly were performing at court, um, performing, like, doing performances for dignitaries and stuff. And so he had to write a lot of propaganda
0: plays. Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. Man, I am learning more than I did in my English class. Right. <laughs> I told you I'm a huge
1: <laughs> Shakespeare nerd. Yeah, Look. No. It's, it's all super, it's so, it's such an interesting thing. And especially like mm. as an actor, um, to kind of see where the the they call it early modern theater, but mm-hmm. it's just like where the it you can trace the American theater tradition and acting tradition back to Shakespeare. So to see where, like, so many things developed and, yeah, how mm-hmm. politics affect art always. Mm-hmm. Always.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, that's so cool. So I never actually didn't, I feel like I didn't know that he wrote about, like, historical figures, because I've always been, a you know, I had my Tudor family phase. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As we all do. Right. Team we all. <laughs> and, you know, King Harry Eighth, and, you mm-hmm. know, one of my, like... Weird fun facts, but not so fun facts. about myself, is Anne Boleyn was beheaded on my birthday.
1: Oh wow! Ooh, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just like, oh cool, but oh grim. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. Uh, sad. Um.
0: But yeah. So now I'm like, I want to go and read this because yeah. you know, that's like anything you just said, King Henry the Six and I was like, oh, my ears yeah. up.
1: He did do a. I feel like it's unfinished, but they attribute a um a play called or King Henry the eighth or all is true is attributed to Shakespeare. So it's about like, I think it's about like right when Anne Boleyn is about to like slip on in there. Um, you had to, you just had to be really careful. It was Mm -hmm. against the law to, um, to portray, uh, a living ruler or a living king or queen on stage um ah. there was one acting company at the time who was performing a play and they had king james in the play and um they didn't the government didn't like it so they arrested all the actors um they lost their um royal dispensation so they had to change their name and they were suddenly like <laughs> kind of outlaws oh my god because all because they like you know put this image, they had an mm-hmm. actor play king james so you had to like Sneak around it and set stuff like way back in the ancient times to make real social commentary. So, right,
0: oh. <sighs> well, yeah. that is all fascinating,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> y'all ain't think y'all was going to school today, did you? Right. I'm
0: sorry <laughs> <laughs> now, but you explain it in such an interesting way, so I feel yeah. like it's like, yeah, now I want to go read, right? <laughs>
1: It's also it's so yeah, and we know mm-hmm. so little about Shakespeare. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and his wife, An- his wife Anne Hathaway,
0: um,
1: <laughs> and yeah, it's
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask you about that too because there was like a show that came out about Shakespeare. And Like I've always heard like conflicting things about him, but yeah,
1: it's well, there's so they... little record. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like there's the plays which weren't actually published until well after he had died. Um, There's, and like, there's not even like, you can pick up like actor copies of the plays because what these companies would do is each actor would get um, pages with only their lines on it and like the first three words that came before their lines. And Mm. it was so other companies couldn't steal your plays because it's like, all right, we're doing Hamlet today and then tomorrow, like, over at the Rose, the Lord Hunsden's men is suddenly doing like whom which is like, like these knockoffs, like how um they do those like Disney knockoff right. cartoons where it's like, wait, is this the princess and the frog? It's like, no, it's the frog princess. She's in Mississippi. Completely different. Right? She's in she's in Mississippi and there's a talking snake. And it's like, wait a minute, what? So um, Yeah, but they have like a couple what there's like one court document that he like he was a witness on some dispute. Mm -hmm. Um, There's like when he got married, they can't even be sure about when he was born because they only have his baptismal date written down. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's just there's so little we know. Um, We know in his will he left his. um, He left the second best bed to his wife which is like either really interesting inside joke or so so shady
0: <laughs> right
1: <laughs> like With i'm sorry like i first, died here you yeah. get our second best bed
0: right <laughs> what the first best go to <laughs>
1: right <I'm laughs> like, what about? happened to the
0: first best bed like bro right. so oh. oh my god it's yeah.
1: a, yeah. So a lot of it is made up. Like people just kind of make stuff up. And, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, there's all kinds of assumptions about like his sexuality and mm-hmm. what relationships he had with other people other than his wife. Um, yeah. But I mean, who knows? Who know? We can't ask him. Right. So, yeah. Huh.
0: Well, I feel better about myself <laughs> and my knowledge <laughs> of Shakespeare now. So thank you. Yeah.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> if anybody has any more questions, feel free to add me on the Twitter.
0: Yeah. We'll get to that. Um, and so you're also working on your own writings. Yes. Speaking um, of Shakespeare. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, it's a young adult historical fantasy mm-hmm. that self- that self-same metal? Yes. So what's that about? What can you say?
1: Um so well the title is actually a snippet of a quote from King Lear by William Shakespeare. Oh, um but I know that one. Right? <laughs> 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 um The book itself is uh about this sixteen year old girl who lives in London um in sixteen oh five. Uh and she is she has the magical ability to control metal um, and create iron objects from nothing. And she works with Shakespeare's acting company to do their fights and kind of handle their weapons. And her twin brother is an apprentice actor with the company. Um, everything's good. Everybody's happy. Um, except the Fey are starting to run amok and just indiscriminately murder people in london so now joan gets pulled into this fight um for uh for the mortals of london and she has to defeat this uh powerful fey entity um before he kills her first
0: well that also sounds fascinating
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I i mean one thing i wanted to do is uh with this book in particular is to um write something that has people of color in london in 1605 because we mm-hmm. were there like black and brown people were there as much as folks want to pretend that they weren't so right this is like my haha you thought mm-hmm. we weren't there but yes we were see yeah. i'm gonna put it in my book and i'm a source stuff bam
0: <laughs> love it like yeah that's not the fantasy part of this right novel. no
1: right. <laughs> and it's like when people are like well you can't do i'm like uh there's fairies. Can
0: you prove to me the fairies exist? No, right. you can't. All right, we're good. They will zero in on like the race oh or like people or skin color, and it's like, did you just skip like all of the like fairies and elves? And, right, like, they do like, that, like that, with that Star cool Wars,
1: with. and I'm like, it's space. It's made up. There are literal <laughs> aliens. Like you, we can right. do it, like there can be anything. We contain like this universe contains multitudes. There can be people of color. Like you can have black women with lines in Star Wars. Like that's right. not it's not gonna break the it's not it gonna makes, break the continuity.
0: Right. It makes no sense because like if anywhere <laughs> there, right. there are gonna be varied skin colors. Oh man. Should it not be space? Like you have green people.
1: Right. You have green you people can't have and brown blue people. Right. You have
0: blue people. Yeah. Like there are talking and walking robots, like right. We can't. No, no, not black right. People. We can have Chewbacca, but we can't have right. a lady. We can't have
1: a black lady with like four C hair. Like you can't. We can't get that. No. So.
0: Impossible. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we can't get no micro braids in Star Wars. Right. Watch. Okay, just wait. Mm-hmm. Lord, watch them never give me anything again. <sighs> <laughs> But, they were like, "Microbr, I'm sorry, you can't, you can't do that." And I was like, "Okay."
0: Did you not read your contract? Right.
1: <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah,
0: "No, specifically man. cannot mention any black hairstyles." <laughs>
1: it's like, sorry, it's like the but the hard part is trying to like one difficult thing about writing in um like 1605 is trying mm-hmm. to describe <laughs> trying to describe like black hairstyles without having like the names of them and like this is also the early um the, like, earliest uh, developments of race as, a, um, like, a way to separate people. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, if you can't say, like, she was Black, like, how do I make it known that, like, she was Black? Right. Um, if you, you can't say, like, this person, like, you just have to figure out other ways to, to describe people. And it's sadly still... Um, the default for a lot of people, if you don't explicitly describe a character as having brown skin or um, actually brown skin, because you could be like brown hair, brown eyes, it was curly, and they're like she's white. It's like mm-hmm. no, she's not. Um, and even sometimes when you
0: do explicitly right. say,
1: "Man," yeah. mm-hmm. so it's it's inter- it was an interesting challenge. But mm-hmm. what is what is a what is creation without a challenge?
0: Yeah. yeah. Well. It seems like it's going great. Yeah, <laughs> sounds sounds interesting. You already got one sale. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm <laughs> gonna tell my agent.
1: I'm like, Ellie, we sold the book to one person. It's great. Right.
0: I just I'll send my twenty dollars in. Right. Uh, no, it's gonna be a good artists. time. It's gonna be a good time. So yeah. No, it's awesome. Um, and then you're you you do like so many things, but and it's <laughs> awesome. You're also an actress. Yes. Um. What's been your favorite role so far and what would be your dream role?
1: Um, oh goodness, my favorite role so far. Um so I did um I did uh Oh, I did this children's show. Ooh. <laughs> um, and it was uh it was based on a children's book written by Bob Marley's daughter, Sadella Marley. Mm-hmm. Um and it was based on the song Three Little Birds, so The show was called Bob Marley's Three Little Birds. And I played this little girl named Nancy, who was the main character's best friend. And she had a pet spider named Baby Ziggy. And I had so much fun just playing this like hyperactive little girl with poor impulse control. It was, (laughs) it was amazing. And um, I actually got to do the show. The show originated um, at a theater just outside of DC. And then a year later, we got to take it off Broadway um, in New York and do the whole thing again. So it was just, it was, yeah, it was amazing. It was fun. Um, I got nominated for like a local theater award for it. Um, I just, I don't actually, I don't remember having so much fun doing, uh, that's like the most fun I've ever had doing a role. Um, And the cast was really great. The cast was really strong. Everybody was easy to work with um yeah so that was my favorite um my dream role um oh man I would honestly I would actually I have two from Shakespeare one is mm. Richard the third of course because I love that play right you <laughs> and would play the Richard other the third yes I would okay. love to be Richard the third that would be awesome okay. um and uh I would love to play Goneril from King Lear mm. um She's the oldest daughter. Um, she's kind of evil. But at one point, um, her sister and a servant are talking. And she's like, oh, is my brother-in-law in the field? Or are my brother-in-law's soldiers in the field? And the servant is like, yes, they are. And she's like, oh, is my brother-in-law with them? He's like, no. Um, actually, your sister is the better soldier. And so he's talking about Goneril. and I'm like, yes, I want to be her. I want to do that. Mm,
0: that does sound awesome. Mm-hmm. Like wielding swords and stuff, right? Yeah, I love that. Also, fun fact: Bob Marley's granddaughter Zuri Marley is a Sailor Moon fan.
1: Hey, yeah,
0: <laughs> it's one of us. Yes, one of us. One, <laughs> one of, of us. us. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and because you do amazing things, I just have to say that you are also Nala in Hong Kong Disney. I thought. Yes. That was just really cool. Yes, that York was, <laughs> so
1: that mm-hmm. was my first job out of college. Um, mm-hmm. I, it was my first time, um, like, going away from home by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just kind of, um, I had to move to China for a year. Uh, and yeah, so we, um, if anybody's been to the um, Disney World, they do a show there called The Festival of the Lion King. Um, there was a, it was basically that show, but more telling the full story of the Lion King. So we did the show, we did the show ran four times a day, seven days a week. So we did like 10 performances, um, minimum a week, uh, which was a lot, but it, you had to be ready. You had to be ready to go. And, uh, while I was there, they also did a high school musical show that I was in. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, That was a lot of fun. So I got to be Nala some of the time. Some of the time I got to be a wildcat and just hang out out in the hot summer sun of Hong Kong. But uh, it was, uh, I did a lot of growing on that job.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Hong Kong, playing Nala, mm-hmm. a wildcat. Right.
1: And it was like, it was also, um, I didn't get to go to any Disney theme parks until um that year. Oh wow. So like <laughs> I went from like I went to Disneyland first when I was visiting my cousin in California and then I did spring break at Disney World and then I was like, "You know what? I want to work at a Disney park." And they were like, "How about China?" And I was like, "There's a park in China? Sure." <laughs> so
0: <laughs> what?
1: And that was that was it. Yeah it was yeah it was a good time it was i made a lot of really amazing friends um and uh it was extremely challenging but uh i proved uh a lot to myself too by doing it um i'm from a family that stays close to home a lot so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it was after that i feel like i could go anywhere it's like i moved to china by myself knowing no one not knowing the language and I made it there, I flourished, I made it back. So after that, moving anywhere else seems
0: easy. Yeah, I would imagine so. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and tell me about It's a Flop. Oh, It's
1: a Flop. It's a it's Flop. A flop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so It's a
1: Flop is a, a stream that I do weekly. Um, it's a live stream that I do for Black Nerd Problems on the Black Nerd Problems Twitch. Um, and basically every week we look at a movie that flops. So some movie that like we, no matter how much we may love it, they just either barely recouped their budget or didn't recoup their budget. Mm -hmm. Um, so this week we talked about Vampire in Brooklyn, the, the wonderful Mm -hmm. Eddie Murphy, Angela Bassett vehicle that could have been so much better. We 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 deserved the Eddie Murphy Angela Bassett vampire erotic thriller, but we didn't get that, and that's sad. Is um, sad. We've mm-hmm. also talked about Showgirls. We've talked about um, Gremlins Two: The New Batch. We've talked about Treasure Planet. Um, saw the Treasure Planet one. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> um, we did Quest for Camelot. We mm-hmm. yeah. So it's just yeah. Every week I just it's a good time. Um, uh, I. Love that we have some, or I have some viewers who come every week and we have good conversation in the comments and we just have a lot of laughs and there's always so much interesting stuff and, um, occasionally some horrifying facts that I share, but you know, it's it's a good
0: time. (laughs) It sounds like a good time, but also (laughs) a little scary. Right?
1: (laughs) Don't be scared. It's fine. Nobody no no like there's nothing that's gonna send you to therapy. Just like just like weird, weird facts. Weird facts. Like the fact that the um at the Atlantis premiere um they rented an entire aquarium worth of tropical fish. just to be outside. And maybe that's why the movie flopped. Probably.
0: It was not a good idea. Right. It's
1: like that's what you want to spend your money on. Okay
0: maybe we spent half our budget on this right It's like oh child (laughs) it's like that's why you needed someone to tell you that you do not have aquarium money
1: right no you don't (laughs) and it's like they rented them from like a like a legit professional aquarium and it's like you got now you got to keep all these fish safe you just Mm. got them outside like
0: Got to hire the aquarium guy to look right. after them.
1: People going to be tapping like on the glass. They got all the mm-hmm. flash bulbs going. What's going to happen when you send back like some of the fish that ain't made it? Like what? You're doing Ooh, too much. Yeah,
0: they probably insured. Right. Oh gosh. Doing too yeah. much. Way too much.
1: Right. Too much. <laughs> all for Atlantis, which is really good, but
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing, uh, as you may remember, um, just like Sailor Moon had the Sailor Moon says phrase at the end of every episode, Oh dear, phrase bees. Sailor Brittany says.
1: Um, Sailor Brittany says. Um, live your dreams, even if you have 50 of them. <laughs> I like that. <sighs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> I mean, you are a shining example. So. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Huh, I always wanted to like everybody's like, well, if you followed your dream, like if you did your dream career from when you were a kid, what would you be doing now? And I'm like, I wanted to be Barbie, and Barbie did everything, so here we are. Mm, there you go. <laughs> here we
0: are. True.
1: Right now, I just got to get my figure skating, my gymnastics, and become a right. uh, pilot. And, right, a pilot <laughs> and an astronaut, and I'll be like, well, on my way. Yeah,
0: and a horseback rider. Right? right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that horse. I can ballroom dance, so I at least got oh, that. there you go. There you go. I did right. see you do tarot card reading, too. Uh, I um, do. I do. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't see... There's not a Barbie for that, but there should be. No, there should. There Maybe should there be. will be. They, probably they, they, will. They got
1: in. Maybe but she'll she be me. Probably. Maybe she will be me. She'll come with a, oh. a MacBook, uh, a stack <laughs> of tarot cards, <laughs> uh, yes. like a, a webcam. <laughs>
0: I'm here for this.
1: Uh a complete works of William Shakespeare. Like, there we go. Then the, that's me.
0: Sounds good. And a Sailor Moon wand, just for fun. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And what is next for you and where do you want people to find you?
1: Um, so uh up next for me, um uh the the anthology um from a certain point of view, the Empire Strikes Back comes out on November 10th um you can buy it wherever books are sold please uh preference goes to your local indie bookstore um and if you can't if you want the book but can't buy the book then um definitely request it from your library uh you can find a lot of my writing over on blacknerdproblems.com uh you can catch me doing it's a flop every wednesday evening um at seven o'clock eastern over on the black nerd problems twitch uh and me personally you can find me on twitter and instagram uh, my handle is britney x b-r-i-t-t-a-n-y a-c-t-s um yeah so there you go awesome
0: thank you mm-hmm.